What's up, everybody? Zach here. One of your two favorite pairs of balls in the podcasting game. Since corporate America is still sleeping on your boys, and we don't have any advertisements to promote right now, in lieu of that, we're accepting Venmo donations of $2 for whatever you'd like us to say on the podcast. As long as it's not anything hateful, mean, cruel, anything that'll get us canceled, anything extremely negative, we'll go ahead and say it. If it's a joke, if it's something loving, if it's just something fun, if it's you talking about Paul Pierce sharding, for example, we're all about it. Just go ahead and Venmo Sean-Janos, $2, and he'll say whatever, and then go ahead and Venmo Zach-Lane-15, $2, and I'll read whatever you want. Thanks a lot, everybody. Now back to the podcast. Hey listeners, welcome to episode 11 of the Balls Out Podcast. Joining me as always is Zach. Zach, how you doing? I'm here. I'm fucking stoked. I'm drinking a 16% beer, so I'm ready for the podcast to get pretty weird. Nice, perfect. I'm drinking <laughs> water, so kind of a nerd. <laughs> Don't lie to the listeners, dude. I saw you drinking grain alcohol a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. Fuck, I thought I hid the label. Don't hide your Burnett's addiction from the audience, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Dan McLean. <laughs> the boy. The only person I know that has the capability of having a Burnett's addiction. The only person I know that's 24 years old with a solid paying job and still drinks Burnett's. <laughs> The only adult that drinks for dance. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. So we're not here to talk about the cheap alcohol that our friends buy. We're here to talk about a little bit of basketball. A little bit. Although we just, could just talk about bit. which NBA players we think drink Burnett's, too. Oh, yeah. Patrick Beverly definitely slugged Burnett's. Oh, yeah, dude. Just look at him. Everything he drinks comes out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he drinks is definitely in a paper bag. Without, <laughs> without a doubt. He's definitely concealing that shit. Yeah, and he, he's not doing that shit in the streets of L.A. anymore. He's making the move over to Memphis. Yes, smooth transition, just like Patrick Beverly <laughs> across oh, yeah. state lines. <laughs> I, I, I know you lobbed that one up for me. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need to shout me out there. That's just all in a day's work. Nice. So the Clippers they packed together uh, Rondo, Pat Bev, and Daniel Arturo to the Grizzlies for drumroll, please. Eric Bledsoe. Daniel Arturo, of an NBA player we know so much about for sure. Yeah, I definitely know like what position he plays and like what he looks like and where he's yeah, drafted. Yeah, definitely, definitely know that he plays in the NBA too. I definitely knew that before the trade. Right. Without a doubt. Yeah, and I didn't just completely guess pronouncing his last name, which has more <laughs> more vowels than consonants. <laughs> yeah, we definitely knew that his last name had more vowels than consonants beforehand, too, because we totally knew that Daniel Oturo existed before this trade. Right. So he's uh, not the focal point of this trade, obviously. Um, but he is now a Los Angeles Clipper. No. Ah, damn it. <laughs> he had a 50-50 shot. See, I know so much about him, dude. 
I don't even know where he's going in the trade. <laughs> Bledsoe kind of fits in with that defensive identity that they have there. He can play a lot of defense, but his offensive limitations are well known. He definitely fits in with playoff P for a guy that's so used to overperforming when the postseason comes around. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just funny how the Bucks switch out Bledsoe for Drew Holiday and then win a championship instantly. Say literally the year that they trade him, they win the fucking championship. <laughs> <laughs> That's so devastating. That was like when the fucking Raptors traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi and then they won the championship. I felt so bad for DeRozan. <laughs> and I don't think DeRoz- DeRozan's not the same as like this scenario with Eric Bledsoe because I think DeRozan's way more productive. But yeah. it was just it was just so sad for DeRozan grinding that many years and then you get traded and your team dominates. Yeah, and he posts that super sad Instagram where he's just like <laughs> yeah. chilling by his pool by himself and he captions it like I don't need anyone but myself. <laughs> oh my god. He's like he's like, Yeah, dude, fuck claws, man. Hands are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, homie would not be caught dead drinking a white claw by the pool. <laughs> he just posts a picture of a truly, and he's like, yeah, you know what fucking brand we support out here. <laughs> you know the vibes. Oh, man. Poor DeRozan. So, this trade probably doesn't change the uh, the, the landscape of the, of the league at all. Um, I don't, think I don't know, man. Daniel Otero's on the move. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out. Yeah, now uh, John Morant's got Rondo and Bev behind him. I wonder if uh, if they're done moving those guys around or not. I feel like Rondo is definitely going to get moved. Um, Pat Bev, I'm not too sure. It seems like Pat Bev would rather be on a contender than anything else, but also Pat Bev definitely fits into the grit and grind mentality more than just about any other player in the league. Right. So him being on the him being on the Grizzlies is pretty cool, but Rondo, I would say he's either going to get bought out or traded in a second. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's one of those guys that's going to bounce from contender to contender. Yeah, because he kind of—I mean—he signed with the Hawks last year, and then they traded him <laughs> fairly soon after <laughs> that. After he signed, maybe Rondo winds up back in Boston. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Then you have two, then you have two uh, uh, long wingspan, poor shooting, poor perimeter shooting point guards on the team. That'd be pretty hype. Who's the other one? Your boy uh, Dennis Schroeder. That oh yeah, decided to decline. What was it? A three or four year, like seventy something million dollar extension from the Lakers. Uh yeah, that that was the, that was the report mid season. That's he bet the big yikes. On, he bet on himself, man. And I think he I think it's safe to say he lost that bet. Yeah. It's we always you always hear the stories of the guys betting on themselves that end up working out. Like like Pat Bev. Like bet on himself. He went overseas, played overseas, came back to the NBA, was just grinding didn't accept like a minimum contract or whatever bet on himself and ended up getting like a four year 40 something million or whatever with the Rockets Mm -hmm. 
And the exact opposite happened for Schroeder. He had basically something near like twenty million on the table and declined it, and now he's got a one-year five point nine million prove it deal with the Celtics. Yep, and I mean, if he can prove to be a uh, competent point guard and uh, really contribute as like that third option there, that he's not going to be relied on to create as much in that lineup with. Um, Four, potentially four other creators on the floor with Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Horford. Yeah. So, he'll be able to show what he's got in a comfortable role. I mean, the only thing that scares me with the Dennis Schroeder contract, with the one year for Dennis Schroeder, is that it's a prove-yourself kind of deal, and it's up in the air whether he's going to try and prove himself in a winning team concept, or if he's just going to try and put up big stats and then trying to get a big deal out of that which right. if he does then that could just derail the Celtics season if he's trying to ball hog and just put up his numbers but you're not a Celtics fan anymore so who gives a fuck yeah I'm not you're worried. supporting the Knicks so who cares that let's fucking, hope that poverty franchise yeah fuck that we're hoping Schroeder derails the Celtics this year <laughs> I love that deal that's my favorite deal of the offseason <laughs> How fucking much did the Celtics tap into the luck of the Irish to completely ignore their point guard problem and have Schroeder fall into their lap for next to nothing? I know, that's pretty crazy, because Schroeder, he's not bad. (laughs) He's not... I think he's definitely worth more than the $5.9 million, so it's really surprising he didn't get that contract from anybody else. Right, I would say he's about as good as like Reggie Jackson, who we're saying is undervalued at eleven million. All right, well, how the fuck does Devonte Graham get like four years, eleven million <laughs> a year, or whatever, and then or more than that, and then Schroeder gets a one-year deal? Schroeder's definitely better than Devonte Graham. Right. Well, that's the Pelicans. Yeah. You can't trust you can't trust them to evaluate a player appropriately. Yeah, that's true. I've been to one Pelicans game. Uh, the ticket costed $9. And <laughs> oh, at Smoothie was when, King Arena? <laughs> Smoothie King Arena. It was when Julius <laughs> It was when Julius Randle was the best player on the team. Oh. And Well, I mean, he's the best player on his team now. Facts, dude. It was literally just foreshadowing for the rest of his career. It was when Julius Randle was the man. And... Uh, there was no hype in the crowd whatsoever until they shouted out three Saints players that were sitting in the crowd watching the game, and then everybody else in the stands <laughs> fucking erupted, and then they went back to the game, and it was just crickets. Do you remember who the players were? The Saints guys? Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas? Was he on the That's Saints? That's a big one. Yeah. I He's one of the best receivers he- in the league. I think it might have been him. Uh, I don't really know who else. Was Drew some, Brees like, there? I was going to say, some. they said like some dweeby name like Drew Brees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody really clapped for him. They were like, yeah, this guy's like a, a backup at best or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or at least that's what I was saying. <laughs> Was yeah, Al- I, 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 think, I think Michael. Uh, maybe I think. I, 
Honestly, Drew Brees definitely wasn't there, but I think either Kamara or Michael Thomas was there. I'm pretty sure one of the two. And then the, and the crowd went fucking crazy for that. Gotcha. Do you have Brees or do you look like Handsome Squidward? Uh, I think it was Michael Thomas. I don't think Handsome it was Braids. I don't think it. I don't think it was Kamara. Yeah, I think it was Squiddy Boy. Squiddy Boy. So pretty hype. Pretty hype, regardless. I mean, they had. I think I'm pretty sure that was when Cousins or no, that was so that was when Anthony Davis was still on the team. But he was holding and, out. Yeah, that was when he was either hurt or he was holding out. So That's we all, didn't folks. get to see Anthony Davis play in the game. And I think I'm pretty sure even if he played, I don't think any fucking Pelicans fans are gonna be rooting for him. <laughs> wow, that's crazy how we got derailed from Dennis Schroeder to Michael Thomas. <laughs> Seems like an impossible to, connection to make. Go from Dennis Schroeder to Handsome Squidward for real quick. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so the Celtics, they got their starting point guard so that this next guy doesn't have to start a point guard next year. Thank yes. Thank lu- lucky for them. I mean, unless Mark- the Celtics got their starting, or unless the Celtics got their backup point guard in Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Ow. Because yeah, this the other is a gu- big deal coming up for a uh, second guard. Yeah, Marcus Smart uh, signed a four-year, $77 million extension through 2026. A lot of fucking money right there for Marcus Smart. A lot of dough, making almost twenty a year. A lot of fucking cashish from Marcus. Even though, I mean, Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the team. He's been my favorite player on the Celtics for so long. But heart and soul of the team doesn't mean you're the best player on the team. And almost twenty million a year for Marcus Smart is a lot of money. Yeah, when I was watching a lot of Celtics games when Kemba was on the team. Marcus Smart was by far the most frustrating to to root for, but also left it all on the floor and hustled more than anyone. He's an all-defensive, first-team caliber guard. So He's an improved Mar- three-point shooter, but some of the threes he takes with like 17 seconds on the shot clock with the hand in his face are just baffling. So... Marcus Smart's making almost twenty million a year now. It's like it's like nineteen nineteen point something million average. Last year, Marcus Smart averaged thirteen points per game. It was his career high. Yeah. He averaged five point seven assists per game. Only two turnovers, so that's pretty good assist to turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. He shot thirty nine point eight percent from the field. Yikes! That is the second highest, uh, <laughs> second highest of his career behind his forty-two percent that he shot two years ago. He shot thirty-three percent from three, and that is his fourth highest and his so highest three-point his highest three-point shooting percentage season was thirty-six point four, also two years ago. And how many attempts? Like, five? This season, almost six a game at 33%. Yeah. I mean, he's not a guy that, to use a cliche here, he's not someone who, his impact isn't measured on the box score, you know? No, but hustle players, you generally don't pay $20 million a year. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. They aren't supposed to get paid. 
Yeah, it's like the guy who does all the little things and everything like that. Okay, he definitely deserves money, but putting like I don't know a sixth of your cap space or a fifth of your cap space or whatever towards Marcus Smart—that's semi irresponsible, I would say. When you already have basically max contracts going out to Tatum and Jalen, so your core is essentially Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart now for the next however many years, unless you can. Unless you flip Marcus Smart, which is definitely possible. Right. This is a tradable contract is the thing. And yeah. under their previous uh, governorship, under Danny Ainge, he's proved, he had proven to not be afraid to trade anybody. Yep. It's yet to be seen whether Brad Stevens also subscribes to that, whether he'll keep the fan favorite around, the heart and soul of the team, or if he sees him as an asset that can be traded, flipped into someone better. Yeah, because Brad uh, Brad Stevens did flip Kemba, and Kemba's a really well-liked player around the league, but he was only in Boston for one season, so as much as you know, Celtics fans liked him, there's not that big of an attachment when you're only there for one year, or two years. Um, was he, he was really there for two years, Kemba? Yeah, he was part of the, um, the conference finals team against the Heat two years ago. Oh, shit. That's pretty crazy. So Terry Rozier's been on Charlotte for two years? Uh, I believe so. Because it doesn't feel like that to me. That's really weird. Mm. I but, guess uh, the, two, the two COVID seasons kind of blend together. That's true. Yeah, the COVID years definitely fucking blend together for me. Especially because the Hornets didn't even make the playoffs that year. So, Oh, yeah, because Terry was like... By far the best player on the Hornets his first year there, and then and then Lamelo came last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, so two years on the Celtics. Uh, he's such a well liked player. Celtics fans are going to gravitate to him no matter what, and especially you get to the team and everything. But Marcus Smart spent his entire career on the Celtics. He's the guy that fucking dives after every single loose ball. He's the guy mm. that doesn't give a fuck if he concusses himself or breaks his wrist or is just bleeding out on the court. He's going 110% every single play out there. So if they did decide to trade Mark Smart, that'd be pretty huge because I don't know how all Celtics fans feel about him. It seems, seems like it's kind of a yeah. It feels like it's kind of a fifty-fifty split between them. Most Celtics fans that I know are very iffy about Marcus Smart. Love him or hate him, you know. Yeah, and I fucking love him. I think Marcus Smart's amazing. I would love yeah. to have Marcus Smart on the Knicks. You gotta take the good with the bad with them. Not every player is perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, how fucking perfect is Marcus Smart as a Tom Thibodeau player? True, he'd fit in well there. Um. Let's give Fournier back to him. <laughs> and back to just, uh, just Brad kidding. Ste- we want Fournier on the podcast. And back to Brad Stevens' relationship with Kemba. If there's one person who has a reason to hate Kemba, it's uh, Stevens for <laughs> devastating him in the 2011 <laughs> NCAA championship. That's true. I wonder if that's. I wonder if Kemba just made too many jokes about beating Brad in that Final Four, <laughs> and then Brad is just like, "All right, you know what." Now that I got all the power, get the fuck out of here, Kemba. He was playing the long I'm game sh- this whole time. He's like, yeah, dude, have fun winning fucking championships in Oklahoma City, you cock. <laughs> yeah, dude, they went from OKC to the city that never sleeps, baby. 
OKC to an instant contender. Yup. It's just too easy. Didn't even have to wear the Thunder Threads. Went straight oh. to the Big Apple. I wonder if they're selling uh, OKC Kemba Walker jerseys, though. Like when Mello got traded to the Hawks and they sold Mello really? Hawks jerseys. And he was there <laughs> for like two days and then they traded them and he n- didn't play a single game. Imagine having one of those jerseys just in your closet. It's really hype, actually. I think it might have been it might have been mellow dub, like number double zero on the Hawks. Wow, just like in Portland. I'll find out right now. He was double zero because... in OKC too, right? Yeah, I think he just. Uh, oh wait. All right, really? They just I look up Hawks jersey. They show me every jersey besides the Hawks. Wonderful. <laughs> it's uh he was fifteen on the Hawks actually. What? Oh, never yeah. mind. That's what he was in Denver. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's the OG right there. I love that. All right, moving on to a guy who wears 21, I think, right? Joel Embiid's number 21. <laughs> a guy that's at least yeah, 21 is. years old. Yep, Chase Shealy. <laughs> a guy Imagine. that's an expert at throwing it back. <laughs> No. <laughs> Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid. <laughs> yep. He also signed a four-year extension. This one worth quite a bit more money. He got the Supermax, $196 million. Signed through 2027 when he's 32 years old. Yeah. Imagine being so fucking stupid of a franchise that you would sign the second best center in the league to that big of a contract. <laughs> When you know he's not even the best player at his position. He's the MVP runner-up. It's not his fault the the winner was also a center. I would simply never give the runner-up that kind of money. The pendulum (laughs) swung... I would only give it to the number one. The pendulum swung back to the big man. That's right, dude. Big time. Giannis winning the MVP, I mean winning the championship and two MVPs. He's kind of a big... He's a big man. Uh, Jokic winning the MVP, Embiid runner-up. Big men are yeah. back, baby. Here's how you know Giannis is a big man. Would you go up to Giannis and call him a small man? Never. Absolutely not. In a million not. years, he would fucking squash you like a bug. <laughs> I would, I'd be like, Jesus, what up, big man? Dap him up in a second. <laughs> so we, we know that Embiid isn't the best center in the league. He's second. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely know that. I'm having a weird, a weird time trying to pin him down on like a list of uh, top players in the league. He's kind of in a, a weird area, where I know he's not a LeBron, Durant, Giannis, or Curry. You know. I know it's tough. I've been trying to slot him in, and I'm like, is it Embiid or Daniel Tice who comes next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who takes the number 117th spot? You know. <laughs> I've been really wondering lately. It's just, it's a toss-up. Because Tice, he's so healthy all the time. <laughs> it's such an advantage. Right. But so, he also picks up so many fouls so fast, so that's tough. The way I see it, Embiid, he's like around the ten, around 10, you know? And I'm, I'm going to throw some other players at you that hover around that range. And I want you to tell me whether you think Embiid is better than them or not. Hype. This is the exact segment I was looking forward to. Alright, I'm going to start... I'm so unbiased when it comes to Joel Embiid that I'm ready for this. 
right, I'm going to start with one that's probably an easy answer. Luca or Embiid? <sighs> it doesn't feel that easy to me, actually. But uh, I will, I'll say Luca. All right, all right. That's what I was looking for. All right, that was the control group. Now we're getting to the hard ones. Dame or Embiid? I would rather have Dame. Dame, wow. Okay, okay. Dame! How, how about Anthony Davis or Embiid? I would also rather have Anthony Davis. Okay, okay. How about Kyrie Irving or Joel Embiid? Embiid. Alright, that's where we're drawing the line then. Yeah, that's that's definitely... That's, an, that's actually a really easy one for me. Alright, so if you assume the top eight are LeBron, Durant, Giannis, Curry, and then Kawhi, Jokic, Harden, Luka. So you said LeBron... Wait, what did you say? LeBron, Durant, Giannis, Curry. LeBron, Durant, Giannis... Curry. Is that in order or no? Um, that is probably my because order. I, because I don't think so. Alright, that's fine. We're not here to debate uh, LeBron versus Durant. I'll say I, know K- I mean, I'll say KD, Giannis, LeBron, Curry. Alright, we have the same top four then. And then the next four are Kawhi, Jokic, Harden, Luka. I have Jokic over Kawhi. Wow, that's pretty... Um, Dicey. It's I I think it's just the availability at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean Kawhi is fucking fantastic. But also Jokic is just goddamn he's so fucking fun. Right. So you said Kawhi, Jokic, Harden, and Luca. Harden and Luca. Yeah, Harden's definitely above Luca. Um, I would actually, <laughs> I'd actually put Harden ahead of the other guys too I'd put Harden right after Curry okay I yeah. think he's I, I think he's so fucking unbelievable dude he's so nasty right so I, I have those eight and then I have a, a drop you know yep am I forgetting anyone in that in that range in that that S tier I'm trying to think right now but I don't think there's anybody else that you're missing um, I was just going to pull up NBA.com, just like pull up the stats. Right, because then I think Dame. Past year. Because then I think Dame and AD round out the top 10. I would have to agree with you. I think Dame and AD, and then what? Embiid is like right behind those guys. Right. You got Embiid, and then like Kyrie. Um, then it's probably another drop after that, after the 12. Yeah, because so you said yeah Embiid, Kyrie. We haven't listed Julius Randle yet. <laughs> yeah, because then there's like Randle, Paul George. Um, well, Randle's Randle's like number one. We didn't mention, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't mention that though. We kind of slept for a second. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Honestly, I think that top 10, I think I would, I think the top 11, I think it's kind of like the top 11, and then there's a slight drop off to Kyrie. Oh, see, I think Kyrie's good enough to be up there. Actually, I think Kyrie's in there, too, I just lied, he's fucking, <laughs> he's so fucking amazing, dude. He's disgusting, dude. He's yeah, such a bucket. I, for, 
I forget how good he is. Just God, it's fucking despicable. He's literally, he's literally fifty, forty, ninety, and also like the funnest player to watch at the same time. Yeah, he he mixes the like the fun and the efficiency, which you don't see very often. I was gonna say usually the guys that are like really fun to watch are just like inefficient chuckers, but they hit like crazy shots and shit. Kyrie, Kyrie like plays like an inefficient chucker, except he fucking is one of the most efficient guys in the league. So it's really insane to see. Right. And then the other guys that are like just below that, are like Paul George, um, Booker, Mitchell, Zion. Oh yeah, Zion. Beast mode. Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Not Dylan Brooks. <laughs> You're going crazy. Darius Garland. <laughs> 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 I'm just reading off names that I'm seeing now. Right. So, I mean, Embiid's <laughs> definitely... All these guys that I've named are... That I've named are... <laughs> <laughs> nice are deser- collaboration. <laughs> are deserving of super maxes. Yeah, I'd I'm say not, all, 12, all 12 of those guys, I would say, are deserving. Yeah. So, good on you, Sixers, locking them up. Um, the decision has been made between Embiid and Simmons, <laughs> very obviously at this point. Easily, yeah. It's, it's, but it's funny we had the discussion we, like two years ago. Before we go on with that, though, how fucked up is it that we just said these top twelve players in the league are all deserving of super maxes, and three of the top twelve players <laughs> that we named are on the Nets? I was thinking that, dude. That's fucking nuts. Oh, that's the deck. The deck man. is so stacked. It's so fucking stacked. It's unbelievable. You got three on the. Three on the Nets, two on the Lakers, and then that's it for doubling down. Then Paul George is kind of right after that group with the Clippers. Right. But that's that's so absurd, dude. Three of the top 12 on the Nets. Yeah, and Bobby Portis is pretty close for Giannis. Yeah, I agree. That's true. I, I was just going to say, I was almost thinking we had him on the Knicks still. It was a fever dream. I was really excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, you wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> we wish. He, she, we, we wish. We, we fucking wumbo. We wumbo <laughs> that Bobby Partis is there. Alright, an- another extension. This guy we, we've named, he was the, the first guy I told you to compare him to, is Luca. Signed a five year, $207 million max. Is is rookie extension to stay with Dallas. Yes. We, Not surprising. No, one, no we, everyone saw this coming. Quite a deserving contract, I would say, also. As we said, Luca's already one of the top ten players in the league at, what, 22 years old or something? 22, 23? Yeah, and he, pro- and he was probably last year, before last year. He was probably top ten. Yeah. Also really crazy, I was thinking about this today. So Luca got his big-time extension. Trey Young also got his big-time extension. Those guys are, what, 22 years old at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, with the way that the money's going in the NBA, with this these guys signing that big of an extension at 22 years old, like guys like Luka Doncic and Trey Young are set up to be billionaires off of their NBA contracts by the time they're done in the NBA. If the contracts just keep going up, they mm-hmm. have at least, if, and if they stay at this level, 
they have at least two more max extensions and then another contract after that. Right, taking them to be like around 34 to 36 years old. Yeah. So if they played another 15 years in the league, that's at least another three like full contracts. Yeah, another like 600, at least like or probably closer to 700 million. I say if the money keeps going up, it's even closer. So these guys could be billionaires by contracts alone, let alone endorsements and shit like that. Like, that's what it's set up for. It's really crazy. Right. And COVID kind of halted the uh, the salary cap and the, the extension or the um, max salaries going up. That's true. So as COVID hopefully fades away into <laughs> a, di- a distant, distant memory, please, for the love of God. Uh- um, As COVID is totally looking like it's fading away right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially especially down here in Florida, they got a fucking great handle ow. on it. Ow. Yikes. Um, and hopefully that money keeps on trending upwards, TV deals and viewership continuing to go up every year. Yeah, I know. I'm also hoping you get vaccinated soon because I've been worried about you. Why are you trying to fucking gaslight me, dude? I, I, I know that you're. <laughs> I know that your political stance is a little iffy when it comes to that. What so. are you doing, dude? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, just trying to have fun. Everybody knows. Everybody knows I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad that most of the people that listen know me. <laughs> Yeah, until Evan Fournier comes on the podcast and I blow up your spot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only. For, yeah, for- first question, how do you feel about my uh, co-host, Sean, not be- being an anti-vaxxer? Oh my god. Not being an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> no, no, no. Don't try and twist my words. <laughs> Don't try to twist my life! Don't try and twist my words like I know you anti like I know you anti vaxxers try to do. Talk, you are ridiculous. I'm cutting all this out, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, I'm having so much fun with it anyway. It you can cut it out. It'll live in my memory forever. Oh. And it'll live in the medical records <laughs> where there's <laughs> no confirmation of you getting shot up. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Michael Porter Jr. fan like you are. <laughs> We're going to have to post your vaccination record on the fucking Instagram after this. Yeah, this going to be our new logo. <laughs> our new logo is Sean's Forge signature on his Vax card. Oh, stop, dude. <laughs> stop oh, this right man. now. All right, all right. I'm so ready for days. <laughs> back to that. Va- yeah, back to basketball. Back to less life-threatening news. Um, yeah. Yeah, Luca's extension. We basically knew it was coming at this point. Right. And it's it's a fucking massive deal. When it comes to the NBA, he's worth every single penny of it. So there's no way he wasn't going to get the Supermax as soon as he was eligible for it. Yep, the Mavericks just got to figure out what to do around them. Mm-hmm. And they did not have the best offseason when it came to it. No, I mean, I'm happy they kept Hardaway Jr. He was very important. 
But other than that, no real mo- notable moves. I mean, no, there's I, still there, Reggie there's still Bullock's a, a good move for him. Yeah, it's solid. It's good three and D depth. Um, but they're still in um, in the market to get Goran Dragic from the Raptors. Yeah, they definitely need another ball handler on the team because mm-hmm. I don't think the single ball handler run the show all the time offense is going to get it done in the playoffs. Right, and we mentioned this last week, or last episode, but who better to do it than his Slovenian brother, Goran? Yeah, right? Fucking Slovenian daddy, Goran Dragic. Daddy Dragic coming <laughs> over to fucking teach him a couple <laughs> lessons, give him a spanking when he needs it, when he's talking back to the coach. Hell yeah. And mouthing off to the ref, holding him back. He's the hold me back guy. Talking to him oh in Slovenian. Trying to talk him Luka, down. Luca fucking needs that more than anybody, dude. He's so annoying to watch. He runs hot, man. I gotta say, I truly can't stand him. I can truly... I think he's so fucking fun to watch play basketball. But then when it comes to his bitching about the calls, it's the most frustrating thing ever. It does. I... I, I find the same thing when I'm watching LeBron because I always root for him when I watch him and he does the same thing. Yeah. It, like prevents him from getting back on defense. I'm like, man, you're the chase down block king, but you can't be lo- lollygagging back and talking to Scott Foster. Yeah. I found out something about LeBron recently that I don't know if uh, I don't know if there's ever coming back. It, it's possible to come back from it. Did you know that LeBron had a stunt double for Space Jam 2 for his fights against cartoon characters. I mean, his, he can't be messing around with his health. They're fake. They're <laughs> cartoons. They're not even fucking real, dude. He wasn't fighting, he was playing basketball. Dude. They're fake. I can't believe it. LeBron's going to get crossed and shatter an ankle by something that's not there. I bet Jordan had a stunt double for the first Space Jam. There's no way Jordan had a stunt double for the first Space Jam. Jordan certainly dunked it from half court, dude. Alright, dude, I looked it up in the very first thing as a headline. Michael Jordan didn't need a stunt double, but LeBron James did. I told you, dude. I, I told you, LeBron, on some mega cuckness, bro. Wow, he did all his own stunts. That's kind of cool, I guess. I mean, I guess he was like, uh, probably just gonna retire if uh, he tweaked an ankle <laughs> or something, or decided to play another sport or whatever. So they said Jordan did all his own stunts. Did he really get sucked into that hole on the golf course, though? <laughs> No stunt double for that? Really, Jordan? You fucking squirmed down into a one and a half inch long haul? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not yeah, fucking dude. buying it, dude. This shit is all fantasy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wait, uh, uh, wait, what? <laughs> tell me Bugs Buddy isn't real? Next you're gonna tell me the Tooth Fairy isn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to, uh, nice. we're talking about which teams have the best off-seasons. Now that the off-season is as close to over as it can probably get without the season starting. <laughs> so until the ca- last day before the season. <laughs> had to catch myself there. Um, 
That was good. Let's. So, who do you think were the teams that had the best off seasons? The Knicks. Who, who did the best? The Knicks. They got <laughs> the best bargain. They got Kemba Walker. He's the man. They, they got him for got, next to nothing. Way below yeah, value. They got him on such a fucking easy contract to handle. And also, they got two rookies that are fucking balling out in summer league right now. They got two second year players that are balling out in summer league right now. We got Evan Fournier who wants to come on the pod. Uh, yep. Literally come on the pod. He said he said he wants to ejaculate on this yep. podcast on live fucking on live entertainment. Yeah, he tweeted that he wants to go on a podcast and was was asking for suggestions. So I went ahead and replied on our behalf. I said, "Come on, balls out." So we're just waiting on him. He's just got to get back to us. Yeah. So everybody that listens, please tweet at Evan Fournier to come on the Balls Out podcast. Yes, do it. That would be fucking so hype if Evan Fournier came on the podcast. I wouldn't know what to do, dude. I was just going to say, I don't even know what I would ask him. I'd be like, so how does it feel being, like, the top scorer on one of the shittiest teams in the league for, like, your entire career? <laughs> Uh, Zach, uh, I would have to say that it has been uh, very, very, very good. <laughs> it's been a, a thrilling experience being able to handle the ball and score, but uh, I'm going to have to say that I'm really looking forward to be on a contender. <laughs> <laughs> God, you just made him sound like such a fucking like bank robber villain. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking twirling his mustache. I was going to say... <laughs> Oh, I love it to be on a contender. <laughs> on a team I can steal money from. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, definitely, he's definitely not coming on the pod now. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll want, maybe he'll hear this and he'll want to change the narrative. Come on, Evan Fournier. If you don't want to be the most stereotypically French guy of all time, come on the podcast. He's going to load up the Zoom, dude. He's just, like, munching a baguette. <laughs> He's just pounding French fries. <laughs> like, wow, this guy sucks, dude. He goes, bonjour. Be <laughs> like, really, dude? We get it. You're French, bro. <laughs> He's, know. he's dressed as a mime He's got the zoom background of the Eiffel Tower Yeah, I was gonna say He'll be like, dude, you know where you guys really gotta visit The Eiffel Tower I'll Be like, alright dude, <laughs> fuck off We get it, for Anson's sake It's the city of love, no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, alright, I am getting kinda sweaty <laughs> <laughs> You are you are pretty handsome, Fournier <laughs> Oh, yeah, so he was he was a great signing by the Knicks for sure. Yes, yes. I, through all the slander, I'm very happy about Evan Fournier being on the Knicks right now. Uh, I do think the Knicks had a good off season though. I don't think they had one of the best off seasons, but I do think they had a really good off season. I would say, when it comes to the best off seasons, uh, Miami had a fucking amazing off season. Oh really? Getting I Lowry. think so. Getting Lowry was Get- pretty huge. Getting Lowry, retaining Robinson, retaining Hero, and also getting Lowry is really huge. So they have they have their young core intact still, and they got the veteran that's going to help them move the needle right now. But what about 
you gotta think towards the future. They got Lowry under contract till he's like forty, making a ton of money, and Jimmy Butler till he's thirty six, making a ton of money. But it's seems only kind of, seems kind of short sighted. For Lowry, it's only a three year contract though, so essentially it's a two year contract until it's super tradable. Because once it's an expiring deal, it's unbelievably tradable. So. You got Lowry on that contract. You got Jimmy Butler on a longer contract. But those are guys that aren't just... They're not just good players that take up a lot of money and help you right now. They're also guys that really impact the locker room and really help young guys, too. So it's like you're paying for the talent on the court right now, but you're also paying for the culture in the locker room and the experience that it's going to give to the young players that you have. So I do feel like that's worth it because... Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry both seem to be two of the highest working guys in the league and, like, two of the highest character, like, tough guys that will just fucking grind mm-hmm. it out. So right. I think that's, like, I think those are good role models to have on your team, no matter what. Gotcha. That's, like, that's a good way to spin it. Yeah. It's, like, I, I think Kyle Lowry, even though he was the starting point guard on the Raptors and was, like, a huge part of the Raptors, I think he helped out Fred Van Fleet so much to be the player that he is right now because Van Vliet is essentially like a Lowry clone at this point yeah it's a good point um do you think at all Pat Riley was just kind of like fuck it I'm not going to be there anyway so I'm going to retire soon <laughs> I don't have to worry about this I, I that is fun <laughs> that would be really fun I don't think so though I think Pat Riley I think Pat Riley will just be like fuck it dude I will literally be the GM of this team until I die I could also see that, dude. I, he's never done anything else besides just be an important basketball figure. Right? He's 76 years old right now. Damn, dude. He's even he's, older than I thought. Yeah, he's a year older than Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson couldn't stay awake during fucking Nick's free agency <laughs> interviews. So, <laughs> that's really, it's really impressive by Pat Riley right now. Jeez, it's 76, holy moly. Yeah, I think Pat Riley can fucking go forever, dude. He also seems like one of those guys, like, uh, he lives in Miami, like, he fucking lives in, like, one of the places where you're just supposed to, like, hang out and party and everything like that, and he's still just grinding his ass off. And where will people go to retire? Yeah, right? I mean, I guess, not Miami, specifically. (laughs) Florida. Yeah. Like, that's what Where do, old right? people go to get STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere in Welcome Florida, Welcome to actually. Miami. <laughs> Dude, that's the deal with those Flo- the fucking retirement communities in Florida, man. They have the highest STD rates of, like, any place in the fucking country. Wow. Isn't that gnarly? What's your source? <laughs> it's fucking humans, bro. <laughs> I get it. I get it straight from the source when I was bartending last year. I knew what Humans, was going on. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Could I be more of a robot or alien in that moment? <laughs> source humans. You can just do that for anything. <laughs> humans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> totally not other aliens. I mean, <laughs> um. definitely fellow humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the Heat, the Heat did have a pretty impressive offseason. Yeah, the Heat killed it. I think the Lakers fucking annihilated it. Yep, talked about that a lot last week with um, 
getting a bunch of Wiley Vets and also guys like Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. Yeah. And they got Carmelo Anthony. He's a Wiley Vet. No, he's the GOAT. <laughs> he's the oldest player on the team, dude. He's older than LeBron. Shut up, man. He's so cool. <laughs> Him and LeBron are the only players left from the 2003 draft class. I love that. Where the fuck are you, Darko Melichick, you fuck, man? Sure, you won a championship <laughs> with the Pistons 2004. You can still eat my ass. Clip that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Darko, dude. I hate him so much. I wish Melo was drafted by the Pistons. He would have had such a different career. Yeah, well, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. That's what they say, right? <laughs> That's what they say until, uh, you know, genitals don't uh, determine your gender. So it's really insensitive of you to say that, actually. Should probably just cut the last minute. All right, you got me. I'm canceled. Fine. (laughs) I could just get us canceled so fast. So so I'm I'm a big fucking supporter of the Bulls offseason. I know you are, too. Being the the DeMar DeRozan fan that you are. Yeah, I'm the number one in the DeMar DeRozan fan club. I love him. And let me just tell you, DeMar, I look at this. DeMar, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you really got me. Uh, (laughs) Shout out Drake on SNL. That's his joke, not mine. I I very much agree with that sentiment. <laughs> I I really think the Bulls are going to be fantastic. People are talking about how, uh, oh yeah, they're going to be so good on offense, but where's the defense, blah, blah, blah. Defense literally doesn't fucking matter until the playoffs anyway. Like, teams don't... Mm-hmm. The Knicks managed to win so many games last season because they actually played defense in the regular season. The Knicks weren't like that really good and like really talented of a team. They just surprised everybody because they actually tried hard on defense in the regular season. So, Fucking tryhards, dude. Literally absolute tryhards. We had I don't think there was a single player on the Knicks that made an all defensive team and yet we were the number one I think we had the number one or number two defense in the league this year in the regular season. So, that's just the entire team committing to fucking grinding. Uh, I don't think the Bulls in the regular season will have a single problem getting into, like, top four, top five in the East. Right. Yeah, that's kind of where I have them slotted. Like, behind Brooklyn and Milwaukee. But hovering around, like, Celtics range. Celtics, Knicks, Hawks range. Yeah, I have them... I have them right behind the Heat, right ahead of the Sixers at this point. Gotcha. And yeah, even uh, though the Heat, the Sixers, I mean, the, yeah, the Sixers should be really good, but with the Ben yeah. Simmons trade, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they just have, they have moves to make. We're not sure um, even who they're going to put on the floor for important players yet. Yeah, exactly. So when when we find out what the Sixers' whole team is, but... This is assuming that the Sixers are going into the season with Ben Simmons still. And if they go into the season with Ben Simmons still, I don't think they'll be as good as the Bulls are going to be this year. Because I think there's going to be too much dysfunction going on there. Right. What if they were to flip Simmons for CJ McCollum? I would put the Sixers ahead of the Bulls. What if they flipped Ben Simmons for Buddy Heald? I would... 
have them pretty much on par with the Bulls, I would say. Okay. Those are the rumors I, I'm hearing. I actually think everyone that's talking about any sort of Sixers trade is severely <laughs> underrating CJ McCollum. I think CJ McCollum right. is Yeah. I think CJ McCollum's fucking amazing. I think a straight up swap of Simmons and McCollum is actually a good deal for both teams. And then the way they're talking about it is that the is that Portland would have to throw in more in the trade. I think that's an absolute win for the Sixers then if they could get that to happen. Right. What if they have to like throw like throw in Maxi? Uh, if the Sixers have to throw in Maxi, I don't think. Yeah. That uh, I don't really think that's worth it. How about I think I think Maxi's real. I think Maxi's a really good young player. What about Dybul? I also think that's not worth it. I think gotcha. I I think a, I honestly think a Simmons CJ just straight up swap is actually just like very comparable values. I don't think either team would really have to throw in anything in that. It seems like everybody's thinking that Portland would have to throw something in. Mhm. Which I don't get because CJ McCollum's numbers when he's playing like the primary guard position when Dame's out he puts up fucking ridiculous numbers. It's like twenty six points and like seven assists, and just yeah. like pretty like really solid efficiency and all that. He's just scoring and facilitating like a lead guard. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why it seems like CJ McCollum's value is down. So in a in a potential Kings deal, who um, how much more do you think Sacramento would have to add to Buddy Heald to get Simmons? To Buddy Heald, um... like a pick. I would say it'd probably have to be Buddy Heald and a pick, just because Buddy Heald isn't the kind of ball handler that a guy like CJ McCollum is. There, uh, mm-hmm. he's a better he's a better shooter than McCollum is, but he just it's not like he's that much better of a shooter that it's crazy. CJ McCollum's pretty fucking drippy <laughs> from three. Heald's one of the best catch and shoot. He shoots like forty seven percent or something ridiculous on catch and shoot threes. Yeah, his catch and shoot numbers are fucking insane. Um, but he's not. He's not really a, not that big of a pull up off the bounce kind of guy, and even if they got Buddy Heald, the Sixers are still lacking that primary creator to get, Mm -hmm. you know, to get Heald those catch and shoot looks. He could get the catch and shoot threes off of passes from Embiid, but it's not like it's going to happen that much compared to if you have a lead guard that's going to set it up. Right. Yeah, so, and McCollum, McCollum this past year was 40% from three on nine attempts per game. That's really fucking dis- that's fucking disgusting, I, I had to dude. think about it for a sec. <laughs> I had to think about just how fucking amazing that is. That's really, really good. Yeah. Um, Alright, so pivoting to the teams that had the worst off-seasons. Yes. We did. A, we really piled on the Pelicans last uh, last episode. Yep. They spent a lot of money on Devonte Graham, which we mentioned for no reason. Yep. Who, who are the, who the fuck are they bidding against? Why are they doing that? <laughs> they didn't address any of their need. They let Lonzo go for nothing. Zion's got a foot out the door before his contract and before his rookie extension is even signed, which is fucking baffling. Talking about how much he loves New York, dude, when he played at MSG in the regular season. That made me so happy to see. <laughs> um, um, but who else do you think uh, did bad? It, 
it doesn't seem like there were very many bad contracts being thrown around. I think it's mostly uh, teams that did nothing when they really had to make moves. Yeah, the Celtics were looking fairly, just kind of fairly mids, but then getting Dennis Schroeder on the one-year deal I think is pretty huge there. Yeah, that saved um, their offseason. I would say right now the Sixers are a loser in the offseason just because nothing's happened with Ben Simmons. And mm -hmm. they also agreed to, they got the two-year $20 million deal for Danny Green. Danny Green, he he did the Danny Green things. He shot 40% from three when he played for the Sixers, but he also struggled with injuries this past year in the playoffs, and he's 34 years old, so it's tough to see how much you're going to be able to rely on him on the defensive end. He'll be able to shoot mm -hmm. no matter what, but part of his value comes from his defense because he's never putting the ball on the floor as a creator. So he just has to be 3 and D. If his defense slips at all, I feel like that could look a little bad. Right. Uh, other than that... I don't know what the fuck the Kings are doing. I don't, I don't know what the fuck the Kings are doing either. They're so strange, man. Like they, why Davion Davion Mitchell looks pretty good in summer league, but like they already have Fox and Halliburton, and and Heald. Like, what else is there for? The, that's not the need they had to address. And then they also signed Terrence Davis, who is a guard, to a guaranteed two-year deal. So they're just stocking up on guards as much as they fucking possibly can. And then, do you think they're loading up to make a run at Simmons? I. I really feel like the De'Aaron Fox trade has to come. I don't know how they can play all these guys together. It doesn't make any sense. Is there any scenario where the Sixers can put together a package around Simmons that's good enough to get Fox? I think... Uh, well, do you think Simmons for Fox straight up right now? Who do no. you... Do you, you don't think that would work on the Sixers' end? Yeah, the, the Sixers aren't giving up enough. The, the Kings should never take that. That's I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I would say it would have to be Simmons and Maxi, or Simmons and Picks, or Simmons and another young player. I think it has to be like the house. It has to be like Simmons, Maxi, Thibault, and Picks. Really? You think De'Aaron Fox is that good? I do. I do and too, dude. I, I, I fucking I think, do too. And I think Simmons' value is tanked that much. Yeah. Yeah, Simmons' value is low. I think De'Aaron Fox, just because he plays in Sacramento, I think he's also underrated. Mm -hmm. One because of the fastest players in the league. He's got crazy good ball skills. Crazy good ball skills. He's also very, very young still. Mm -hmm. He's only, like, he's got to be only, like, 24 years old or something like that. He's 20. He was 23 last year, averaged 25 points and 7 assists a game. All right, you got to pick one to build a team around right now. John Morant or De'Aaron Fox? I'll take De'Aaron Fox. I agree. Really like De'Aaron Fox. He also, De'Aaron Fox is, he he's like 6'3", 185 or whatever, but he has a really long wingspan too, and he's a really pesky defender at point guard. Mm-hmm. So I fucking, dude, I, he's not a good outside shooter yet. But I love De'Aaron Fox, man. And that's the thing when it comes to, you know, he's not a good outside shooter, but he's also having to create every single look that he takes himself. 
He's the only, besides Halliburton now, he's been the only really good player on the Kings for the last, like, three or four years. And right. so it's always, it's always tough left. to judge guys. <laughs> What'd you say? Since Boogie left, essentially. Yeah, literally. Which was, like, the year that they drafted De'Aaron Fox, I'm pretty sure. It was, like, right, it was pretty much right around then. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> do, so, you think that the, do you think the Kings could put together a deal without Fox that's good enough to get Simmons? Like, if they did, like, Halliburton, Davian Mitchell, Buddy Heald, and, like, Rashawn Holmes? If I was the Sixers and I was offered... Halliburton and Buddy Heald for Ben Simmons. I would take mm-hmm. that in a heart. I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think that's pretty I think good. The shooting with Heald is just uh, that's a guarantee right there. And then Halliburton could be your guard. He could be your creator. He could be that guy that facilitates and gets everybody going. He's not like he, he's putting he a lot has, of faith in him. Yeah, he hasn't shown to be the primary facilitator right now, but he's definitely a winning player and he's definitely a secondary facilitator. And I think you would just have to hope that he can... You just have to bet on the hope that he can grow into that role as the primary guy. Right. But, man, if you have that, a fucking unselfish player on offense like that, and then the shooting that Buddy Heald provides with Embiid, that's a really dangerous team. Right. It's just That's a fun trade to think about. Yeah. No one, no one really talks about the Kings being in talks for, for Simmons, but I think... Heald should be a player that the Philly targets. Yeah, I love the talks of... I love the talks of D'Angelo Russell for Simmons. I think that one. D'Angelo Russell and whatever else the Timberwolves would have to throw into it for Simmons, I think that one's really fun. See, there's only a few teams that can really make a Simmons fit work. And the Timberwolves might be one, because Carl Anthony Towns is a deadly shooter. Yeah. One of the best shooters in the league as a center. So they could potentially make a fit there work. This is crazy how all roads lead back to Simmons trades. Well, yeah, everything did. Everything. It's it's the hottest thing in the offseason right now. It'll be the hottest thing until the season starts. It's that last shoe that we're just waiting to drop. Yeah, it's all we need to hear about right now. We just need to fucking know where Ben Simmons is going to go so we can figure out what's good with the league this year. Yeah. It seems like Maury's doing the, the high ball negotiation tactic where he's valuing Simmons so high so that he gets a, a deal that's above Simmons' value. Yeah, he's asking for literally everything from every team right now, everything of value for every team, which is absolutely absurd. Yeah, doesn't make sense. He's, um, just, he's still reeling about missing out on fl- flipping him for Harden. He fucked up big time. We should circle back to earlier we were talking about the Grizzlies trade where they got Patrick Beverly because they also made another trade today where they flipped Patrick Beverly. I forgot about that, but when, oh, we, mentioned, that. when we mentioned the Timberwolves, it made me think of it. They flipped oh, Breaking news. Breaking news here on the Balls Out podcast. I just heard about this, everybody. Uh, Pat Bev just called me. We're dogs. Uh <laughs> They Grizzly sent Pat Bev to the Timberwolves for Jarrett Culver and Wancho Hernan Gomez. Wow. They gave up on Jared Culver in two years. Just so insanely fast. He's shown flashes, I guess. I haven't heard about him for a while, but I remember at the beginning of last season he was Dees. 
Yeah, all I know is his first year. I'm looking at his basketball reference. His first year, he played almost 24 minutes a game. He started 35 out of 63 games. This past year, he started 7 out of 34, and he played 14.7 minutes a game. Okay, I mean, he's just like a role player, I guess. Yeah, so they they big time cut his minutes <laughs> this past yeah. year, which is not a good look. Yeah, it's never good. Maybe he just needs yeah. a fresh start. Another cliche. maybe he does. I mean, hey, if the Grizzlies are just taking flyers on every single young guy they possibly can, and why not, dude? You have such a young team. You have a bunch of really good young players, and if you keep accumulating guys like this and rehabbing their value, you can just keep flipping them for more. Yeah, it's kind of worked more recently with like Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman. Like, I was pretty impressed with them um, in the play-in tournament. Yep. And now those guys have so much more value. They're also on small contracts and stuff like that. You can flip those guys for pretty much anything you'd want. Oh, yeah. So, Grizzlies right, loading up in a big way. <laughs> All right, Zach. The first half of this podcast has gone way longer than I expected, and we're going to take our break now. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of Summer League. All right, all right, all right. We'll be back soon, folks. Hey everybody, Sean here. Thanks for listening. I just wanted to give a shout out to my awesome, terrific, super talented girlfriend, Megan. Uh, she's a super talented artist. Her Instagram is at M-C-A-S-Art underscore. That's M-C-A-S-A-R-T underscore. She makes awesome sculptures. She has this great collection of woven sculptures. She also paints, takes awesome photos, does great graphic design work. She's truly a jack of all trades. So give her a follow and check out some of her work. Now, thanks. Back to the show. All right, folks. We made it. Somehow, that break didn't kill us. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it wasn't a compound fracture. It was just a, a, just a regular clean break of my ankle. Yeah, I went to pee. I twisted my ankle. It was pretty fucking rough. I was nervous about it. But you know what? I think I'm going to hang in there. I think I'm going to be able to finish the pot. Wow, Zach hangs. <laughs> confirmed, Zach Doobie hanging. And guy, also, confirmed, I did just say Doobie, so I am very cool. Wow, you're sick, dude. Yeah, weed, tight. It's very tight, awesome. dude. I'm sorry, is it legal in your state? I'm in, uh... <laughs> oh, didn't think so. Alright, so the Celtics and Kings just concluded the Summer League Finals. The Kings fucking smoked Boston. They won 167. So congratulations to the Sacramento Kings on winning the only championship that they'll ever win. Yeah, baby. Sacramento finally wins the ship. Let's go. Yeah. So Pritchard and uh, Nismith have had a, a pretty impressive summer league to this point, but they put up stinkers tonight. Pritchard only had six. He missed all six of his three-point attempts. Nismith only had 12. Carson Edwards led, led the way for Boston with 15. He shot 5 of 16. I was going to say, how many shot attempts? That's all I want to yeah. know from Carson Edwards every time. Yeah, he was just chucking. And uh, MVP of this game is this guy named <laughs> Lewis King on the Kings. And I'm not making that up. Oh, my God. He had 21 points in 23 minutes, shot 8 of 18. He had 5 steals. Uh, it had to be De'Aaron Fox in disguise. Yeah, so during the break I had to do a little bit of digging on uh, Louis De'Ajon King. 
and he's uh he went to Oregon apparently. He was a McDonald's All American in 2018. A duck, nice. Yeah, he went undrafted in the 2019 draft, and he's on a two way deal right now with Sacramento. And and he's their best young player, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he might be their best player other than De'Aaron Fox. That's right. Best young player besides Tyrese Halliburton, confirmed. <laughs> so, congrats, congrats to the Kings. They went 5-0. Awesome Let's go, Kings. Job, I guess. We, we didn't think you had anything in you, but... <laughs> rare, rare W. Yeah, success, we guess. So, let's use this to springboard into some uh, some players that we thought looked really good in the Summer League. Some guys that we had our eyes on. Yes. Yes. As we have been watching so much Summer League, for sure. Yeah, I haven't just been like listening to the podcast talking about it or anything. Yeah, no way. I definitely have watched at least a minute of NBA Summer League, that's for sure. Right. The man who really stole the show is uh, Cam Thomas on the Nets. The rich just keep getting richer. Of course. Another max player for the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they lucked into or didn't luck into him. They they got him at great value with the twenty seventh pick in uh, this last draft, and he he led all summer league in scoring with twenty seven a game. Yeah, very cool. The twenty seventh pick averaged twenty seven a game in summer league. Very cool. It was exactly twenty seven too. No rounding done there. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Cam Thomas knows oh, yeah. math. Yeah, shot decent percentages: forty two from the field, thirty six from three. Um, it's just really his ability to get buckets that was put on display which just seems like the 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 nets are just lousy with scorers and now they just have another guy who could potentially grow into that role or maybe they can trade him and get even another great player to pair along the epic trio that they have yeah it's pretty unbelievable it seems like at the 27th pick they just drafted a guy that can be like immediately a spark plug off of their bench in a perfect role (laughs) Yeah, and like he's got, he's not just one of these small little guards who scores. He's got a good NBA body. He's six four, two ten, big, yeah. big strong man. Great shooting touch. Just a knack for scoring, I guess. I know twenty seven points in twenty eight minutes in summer league. That's really impressive. And this is, yeah, so I mean, he led the entire summer league in points per game as a first year player. Usually, it's far more dominated by second year guys. And the, I mean, the yep. next guy's down on the list. It's Tyrese Maxey at number two at 26 a game. It's Desmond Bain next at 24. You got, we go a little bit further down the list. How about our boy Bull Bull at 21 points per game, shooting wow. 40% from three on five attempts. Bull Bull continues to crush Summer League, continues to not be able to play in the actual NBA. Yeah, just, con- just steals headlines. Yeah, probably just probably just go down as the best summer league player of all time and nothing else. <laughs> uh, a guy on our Knicks that fucking killed it in summer league was Obi Toppin, second year guy. God, you he don't was know how fucking good it feels to hear our Knicks. It's so yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, 20, Obi, yeah, second year guys, Obi and Emmanuel quickly getting after it, dude. Yeah, dude. Obi he had a twenty-one and eight um, shot. 44% pretty solid. He had a 31-point game in there. Yeah, Where he, he shot 13 of 20. 
And then, he played uh, a lot of minutes. It, it, I think Tibbs might have been secretly coaching the summer league team too, because <laughs> Toppin averaged thirty-five minutes a game in the summer league. And then quickly was at thirty-three and a half too. So those guys were fucking grinding. <laughs> I'm gonna see. Oh yeah. So when it comes to the top minutes played for summer league, Obi is number one at thirty-five. Quickly's number two at thir- uh, Quickly's number three at thirty-three and a half. Quentin Grimes, another Knicks player, is number the four. Knicks rookie. 32.8. And then, and then we can go down a little bit until the next it, Knicks guy. So, It's literally like Randall and Barrett this last uh, regular season. Yeah, literally. And Miles McBride is still on the first page before you fucking click over to the next one. So the Knicks still, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, it doesn't matter, dude. He, he coaches down. He tells the assistant coaches what has to happen. They're playing their guys big minutes, giving the reps. Yeah, so future is bright in New York. Love to see it. Both sides of New York, I guess. Cam Thomas, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Cam Thomas. We're only worried about the Big Apple. Yeah, we only care about Fournier coming onto this podcast. We don't want Cam Thomas. Oh, yeah. The guy who he stole headlines early with his play. In the summer league before he got hurt, the number two pick, Jalen Green. Yes. Lo- lo- looked really fucking good. So unbelievably nasty, dude. 20 points in 24 minutes, shooting 50 50 90 splits. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. uh, to be exact, 51 52 92 splits. Just terrific. It's disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, he shot over 50% in every game. Um. <laughs> Took a lot of threes. Yeah, I gotta say the main Took thing for again. the main thing for Jalen Green is it just looks like there's other stuff that he has to work on coming into the league, but it looks like he's gonna be a go-to scorer pretty much right off the bat for the Rockets. Oh yeah. Um, the other guy that played in the G League that was drafted high, Jonathan Kaminga, also turned in a pretty um, inspiring summer league. Or it depends how you look at it. It was all right, I guess. Hmm. It's yeah. seventeen a game. I guess it he depends shot... if you look at the percentages. <laughs> yeah, he shot pretty shitty. He shot under forty percent. Um, that was that's what people were saying coming in. Is he, he's got no shot. He tried yeah. shooting threes. He did a pretty shitty job of it. Shot twenty seven percent from three in the summer league. It's just no jumper, no offensive skill set other than being a big freak athlete. He's just yeah, he's just too raw right now. He has insane athleticism and he used that athleticism to dominate guys in the summer league. But I mean, I think that's I think that's pretty hopeful right there. I think that's a good sign for Kaminga. The fact that you can get alone, get on get by on athleticism alone at this point is really impressive and going into Golden State as soon as they drafted him, I thought that was the perfect fit for Kaminga anyway because he's going into a situation where they're expected to win. They're not going to let him get away with any just lazy bullshit. So if he's going to get on the court, he's going to have to play defense. He's going to have to do the little things. And that'll help him out so much in his career. So I think I have a really high hopes for Jonathan Kaminga at this point. Yeah, I mean, I criticized the... Warriors for that pick. I think they should have picked someone more polished to help them right away because of the position they're in with Steph and Clay being in 
the prime of their careers. They're on the wrong side of 30. Um, Draymond as well. So I, I'm going to keep saying this. This should pick Duarte. I'm not sure how he's done the summer league, but he was the guy who was supposed to come in. He's like 22. He played every year of college and just be someone who can play defense and shoot the ball. Well, if you want to know about Duarte, he was 18 a game, 45% from the field, 48% from three on seven attempts a game. A hundred percent from hundred percent from the free throw line on one point eight attempts per game, <laughs> and yeah, generally just got it done. So it seems like Duarte is coming in as just a very accomplished shooter, right? So, I mean, I'm not going to tell the Warriors how to run their franchise, but I have a podcast for a reason. Okay, <laughs> that's right, Warriors. We're official. <laughs> Um, how do you feel about the number one pick in the draft, Cade Cunningham? So, he, like Jalen Green, he only played two and a half games. We didn't see that playmaking that was advertised. He had a pretty terrible assist-to-turnover ratio, half like half an assist per turnover. Um, but what was encouraging was his three-point shooting. He, he took almost nine a game and shot him at 50%. Very impressive right there. Um, only 50% from the free throw line, though. And only .7 attempts per game. Big yikes. Dare I say yeah, it. He only took two free throws a game. and <laughs> made. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I can't do the math. That's fucking horrible. I gotta say. That really, really drops the Cade Cunningham stock for me. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's a good three-point shooter. He'll be a good free-throw shooter. Um, you realize Jalen Green went to the line 4.7 times a game, 93% from the free-throw line, huh? All right, we can parse, we can parse through Summer League box scores all night. It doesn't mean much. Um, Hashtag not my number one pick. That's all I'll say. Uh, I remember the there was a clip of Cade just chucking a three off a screen off the dribble and being wet as fuck in the very – in, like – his first few minutes of summer league action and i was like oh yeah this guy's got it dude i saw this clip of Cade confessing that he's a dink before playing against jalen green in the rockets game in the summer league i saw it's a it. deep pick it's a deep pick i saw it dude i swear to god it looked it only looked like it was slightly copy and pasted Cade cutting in his <laughs> face <laughs> but i trust it dude i saw it yeah i think there's nothing to worry about with Cade. Um, we've been good to see him get more assists, but the three-point shooting is encouraging, and that's all I'm going to say about his two and a half games of summer league play. The, all, the, all the conclusions I will draw. Um, another top pick, another highly anticipated prospect, Jalen Suggs. He turned in a pretty eh summer league as well. 15 a game. Um Shot 41 from the field, 35 from three. Eh. Not much to make out of this. Also only played three games. Yeah. Played three, it was really two and a half because he got hurt in the third game. Mm-hmm. So uh, That dropped his stats down a little bit. But uh, Suggs? Three, three, three of the top five guys only playing two and a half summer league games. Yeah. Suggs, 
Man. Yeah, so it said the injury occurred in Thursday's loss to the Celtics. He played 11 minutes. He had six points, two boards, and two steals. So that definitely dropped his stats down big time. Right. Uh, but, in, so his first... His first summer league game, he had 24 points, 9 rebounds, 3 blocks, and 2 steals. And he had a clutch block towards the end of the regula- regulation. That game went into overtime, but had a block that basically put the game into overtime, which is pretty impressive. So, hmm. when Suggs was out there and when he was fully healthy, he was looking like the man. I have no doubts about Jalen Suggs whatsoever. You know who I have no doubts about? Shangun. Yes, dude, how did you know? He's the fucking man, bro. You saw it in my eyes? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Shangun is the boy. Yeah, dude. Big Turk turned in a 14.5.11 rebound um, summer league. He only played four games. But four but fucking nasty games. He was exactly as advertised. Yeah, very skilled offensive player. Definitely going to need work on the defensive end because he's a little undersized at 6'10 for a center. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of a shorter wingspan. He's only got like a 7-foot wingspan. But, I mean, the guy had some impressive passes. The guy had some impressive fakes for some low post moves, pulling some Kevin McHale shit out here. He shot 37.5% from three on two attempts per game, so showing that he can stretch it out a little bit. Nice, that's good. Yeah. That wasn't and advertised. He, and he fucking got Evan Mobley a couple times when he played against him head-to-head, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good to see. He straight-up faked him right out of the box with a couple a couple little low post moves. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, justifying the Rockets not picking Mobley over Jalen. Yeah, They're right. Helping the cause. <laughs> helping his brother out. They knew what they were doing. They knew they yeah. could get their center of the future later yeah. on. Man, that Rockets draft was just so good. We're, I think we're going to look back and be like, this was the turning point for the Rockets when they're hoisting up the 2027 NBA Championship trophy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I really think Jalen Green is going to be the man. I think he's going to be one of the best players in the league. He's definitely shown he could be uh, a very gifted scorer. Yeah, yeah. I he could definitely. I would say I'll retract that. I would say he can be one of the best scorers in the league. The other stuff still has to come, but I would say he can absolutely be at least twenty five point per game scorer. Oh yeah, kid's a bucket. Yeah, which is fucking awesome, dude. That's such a fun for Rockets fans. That's such a fun young player to root for, and he's got great hair too. Right? Yeah, he does. Ah, uh, goddamn. I mean, luckily the Knicks have such a fucking horde of young players at this point to root for that I'm so happy about that I'm not that <laughs> yeah. jealous. But I do wish we had Jalen Green. Uh, they weren't bad enough last year. No, it sucks when... It, honestly, it kind of sucks when you're too good, dude. I'm not used to it. Yeah, we gotta talk ourselves into Quinn Grimes. <laughs> Although it's not hard to talk yourself into Quinn Grimes the way he's performing in Summer League. Yeah, him and McBride... Proved to be uh, that, that they can shoot, which is good. You can space the floor. Yeah, and then the fucking dude that they got, Jericho. I don't know if it's Jericho or. J- I think it's Jericho. Uh, it's like J E R I C H O. Jericho Sims. 
He's the one that's just been showing insane athleticism, just throwing down fucking lobs left and right in the summer league for the Knicks. And I'm pretty sure he was undrafted, too. Are you are you sure he's not, like, an actual sim? Like, a simulated person? <laughs> There's a decent chance that he could be. Let me just double check. Let me check my simulation tra- tracker. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, the Knicks got him at the 58th pick in the draft. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's, ass- he's fucking grinding, dude. And he went to Texas. And that's pretty much all I know about him besides the fact that yesterday I saw him throw down a pretty crazy lob. And I was hyped about nice. it. So we have two Obi Toppins. Nice. And then a Mitchell Robinson. And Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> so we have three and Mitchell Ta- Robinsons. <laughs> and Taj Gibson. <laughs> yeah, restructured deal. Two years, ten million. Oh, God. I saw that today. Very exciting. Are there any other uh, summer league players you'd like to highlight? Um, let's see. Not really. I I saw Josh Primo went for like a he had like a twenty one point game in the summer league, which I was pretty impressed with because everybody was talking about how bad of a pick that was for the Spurs. Was that in the Nets game where um where Cam Thomas hit the game winner? It might have been. Nice. Yeah, and then overall, overall, Scotty Barnes has looked pretty good in the summer league too. When it comes to his defense and being able to slide around on positions and everything, not doing not doing a crazy amount on offense. Uh, he's averaging fifteen points a game, which is pretty good. Only twenty seven percent from three, which is expected, but. He's he got like three point three assists per game. He's doing a little bit of everything for him, so that's pretty cool. As advertised. Yeah, right. That's what Scotty Barnes is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it was worth picking over Jalen Suggs, but they both have their whole careers to uh, prove it. Yeah, right. It could be the uh, like Trey Young, Luka Doncic thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty high praise. That's really high praise. Two guys that just got the fucking max extensions off their rookie deals. <laughs> Trey, Trey, who just led his team to the conference finals, like his fourth uh, year, third or fourth year. Did Marvin Bagley get an extension off his rookie deal? <laughs> Does Marvin Bagley play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. God, I haven't heard anything about Marvin Bagley in so long. I think that puts a bow on uh, the summer league for us here. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, Jalen John- Johnson, who the Hawks drafted. He's... That sounds fake. I guess <laughs> it's not real. Right? He he played for Duke last year, though, actually. Yeah, he, sure he did. He averaged 19 a game in the summer league. He was 57 from the field, 41% from three, and nine and a half rebounds a game as like a pretty big forward. Wow. So... That's pretty good. If he can keep that shooting up, I'm pretty sure that was the concern with him is just if he could, you know, if he could stroke it a little bit. How are the attempts? Three, so nothing crazy. It's fine. They don't play big minutes in Summer League. Yeah, right? He was 28 minutes a game. He had three attempts. He was over 40%. If he can just keep a moderate three-point percentage, that just adds another fucking valuable young player to the Hawks' cachet. Ooh, nice. Good word. Thank you. 
All right, did you get any Venmos this week? I got zero Venmos this week. I pressed a couple people, and they were, there was nothing. Press them harder? What the fuck? It sucks. I'm not there in person to body most people. Yeah, you gotta fucking break their kneecaps. Yeah, exactly. I gotta send some of my lackeys up and get out of get after them right now. Yeah, everyone listening, and I, I'm being completely serious. If you don't Venmo us, each and every one of you, you will wake up with a horse's head in your bed. And that's just to send a message. That's right. <laughs> that's a, You don't even fucking know what that means, dude. I think it goes without saying that I didn't get any Venmos. <laughs> well, now it goes with saying that you didn't get any Venmos. Well, now I think it goes without saying that it goes with saying that it goes without saying that I didn't get any Venmos. Yeah, now everybody just thinks we're big fucking geeks. <laughs> that's... What? No, they don't. They, th- they think we're sick, because you know what? We are. Actually? We have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sha- Anti-vaxxer Sean, it's coming back to haunt him. I regret making this joke. And when Sean said we have COVID, he meant him and his fellow squad of anti-vaxxers that he hangs out with, not me and him, because I am vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I'm also vaccinated. I don't know where this joke started. Yeah, you just did heroin yesterday, right? <laughs> that was the vaccine what? you got? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me they don't give out vaccines under the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> the guy told me it would prevent COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to pass out after getting your vaccine, right? Well, went to get my COVID vaccine, and all I got was this lousy heroin addiction. <laughs> <laughs> then when you wake up, you don't have your wallet on you because they're writing your vaccine card and putting it in there for you. Right? Yeah, or your kid. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah, dude, I got these stitches across my side. <laughs> oh, that just must be from the vaccine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so Venmo us. Yeah, please. Please Venmo us so Sean can afford uh, COVID tests and a vaccine. Even though oh even though it's free, even he though just it's needs free? more it's free, he just needs more convincing to get it. Right, yeah. <laughs> it seems like all of the scientific data is not enough for him, unfortunately. Yeah, it is, that's why I got it. <laughs> Alright, man. Hey, whatever helps you sleep at night. Oh, definitely not you. <laughs> whatever stops the slander. Yeah, th- that's accurate. <laughs> Alright, guys, so, um, so Zach, is there anything else that you would like to say that is true before <laughs> we sign off? Just yet again. I love that. And, uh, please Venmo us, everybody. We'd like uh, we'd like Venmos. We'd like some fun things to say. Uh, I'm gonna call out in particular Jude Hage, who I talked to on the phone today. <laughs> fucking said he was gonna Venmo me. Did not Venmo me. Unbelievable. Yeah, dude, Zach sat through your fucking life insurance <laughs> uh, spiel, and you're not even a Venmo us for the podcast. What the hell, man? Unbelievable. <laughs> I sat. I sat through this life insurance spiel, and all I got was a lousy no Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love that joke, huh? Yeah, I really like it. It's hitting, it's hitting right right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, well, I sat through this uh, podcast with Sean, and all I found, <laughs> all I got was this lousy Sean's not vaccinated report. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. All I did was <laughs> go into podcasting with you, and all I got was this lousy fucking libel. This libel suit that I'm going to file against you. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I stand by everything I said here. <laughs> I, wouldn't lie. I wouldn't lie to you, listeners. <laughs> alright guys that's that's all we got uh, <laughs> that's all Sean's got is COVID <laughs> I love you guys don't love you Zach <laughs> oh, yeah well everybody please Venmo us thank you so much for listening to the podcast please rate, review subscribe, tell everybody you know do everything you can to boost the notoriety and get the word out there it's not the NBA season right now but we're keeping it rolling trying to keep it hot, trying to keep it fresh off the presses get you guys all the that hot valuable NBA information and all the uh, all the yeah optics. yeah yeah blah 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 give us money oh yeah that's right that's what we want <laughs> <laughs> we want the money everybody <laughs> so fucking tell everybody that you know to Venmo us they don't even need to listen to the podcast just tell them to fucking Venmo us yeah confront them about it be violent be aggressive <laughs> Co- coerce them into it yeah bring a knife with you it's a very good <laughs> persuasion tool <laughs> yeah and we're covered by parody law here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone does any of that stuff, we were joking. Yeah, we were totally... It's a prank. <laughs> yeah, it's a prank law. Yeah, definitely stab someone <laughs> for our <laughs> podcast. They can't see the air quotes, dude. <laughs> but you just said there were air quotes, so now we're Yeah, I got liable. you, bro. I got you. There we go. Good luck. All right. Yep, spread the good word. Subscribe. Love you guys. Thanks a lot, everybody. Love you.